Thanks for tuning in to the Loser Kid Pinball Podcast. We are on episode 83. I am Josh Roop. With me is not Scott Larson. Technically, he is my co-captain. And while we were down at Texas Pinball Festival, we did some interviews. Actually, he got all these interviews together. And uh, I didn't realize he had done some of these. And they're pretty cool to listen to. I figured they deserved their own episode because we have 30, 40 minutes worth of content here. So why not we dig into these? Before we do that, though, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Flipping Out Pinball with Zach and Nicole Many. If you're looking for great customer service, if you're looking for that new pinball machine or those accessories, raw thrills, any of those machines, it is time to give them a call or hit them up on Facebook. That's what I do through Messenger. Zach always takes care of me. I I will admit I have had issues with my new inbox pinball machines, but it's almost like they never had an issue because he gets it taken care of so quickly and so efficiently that my machine is not down. I don't think any of my machines have been down since I've been with Flippin' Out. So if you want that new machine, hit hit up Flippin' Out. I'm going to kick it over to Scott Larson now. He's starting off with Steven Silver of Multimorphic. Okay, this is Scott Larson, Loser Kid. We're Everybody seems to enjoy the, the variety of modes and stuff that we've got. So. Now, when you take something to uh, play testing like this at a location, so afterwards, what are you looking at? Because I'm assuming you're you're going through, you're looking at the, the drains, you're looking at game times, you're looking at all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so we're doing that. We're also finding out all the bugs we didn't catch before. There's a couple right here that we had to do. Jerry was in the hotel room this morning fixing some stuff that was plaguing us on day one. And so it seems like they're holding up a lot better now, but mostly just looking at all that stuff and and kind of watching people and seeing which things are uh, giving people trouble, which things we need to communicate better on the screen. And that's one thing we could do on this big playfield screen is that we can communicate really well. So we're seeing we got a little bit more work to do, and we've got other stuff to finish out in the game. But I think we've got some pretty good data. Yeah. Now, now heist is or sorry, uh, this is your first really licensed game. Yeah. And you've had other things. And you had like the light speed, which I think was the big one that people are like, oh, this is really interesting. You have heist, which I thought was hilarious. I love playing that at uh, at Expo. Yeah. But this is the first game where it seems like you're branching out into people who know nothing about pinball, but they know something about Weird Al. So tell me about that that impact. Uh, it's been huge. Uh, you know, I always say social media is really easy when you've got a guy with five million followers sharing your video. Uh, you know, I've got uh, say all these celebrities going on there saying, I want a machine and stuff like that. So it's been awesome seeing it go uh, get spread far and wide. But by waiting till now, like Heist did really well, so it was able to fund the development of their license game. And now when people come in and they look at Weird Al, it's not just Weird Al. They're looking at Weird Al with four other games that they could buy for the system, plus ten additional software games that they could buy for the system. And so it's a much more compelling uh, proposition, and it is the full vision of the P3 system coming to fruition here. And so every person that buys Weird Al, a lot of them are going to go buy Heist. Uh, the, you know, it's the uh, pricing compared to other new boxes is a no-brainer, and and uh, if I say so myself, Ice is a fun game, and, and then it'll go back and buy Lexi and CCR, Cosmic Kart Racing. There's a ton of games for each one of those play fields that all these other, all these customers are potential customers for all those as well. So it's starting to grow, it's starting to build some momentum, and uh, we've got great stuff planned in the future. So. Like Jerry likes to say, we've got the best customer loyalty program in the industry. Where you know, we, it's not we want we don't want you to sell your game to fund your next game from us. We want you to keep making the game you bought better over time. And every person that owns a P3, everybody got, that owns a P3 could buy an Al for three thousand bucks. 
right? That's that's crazy in, in pinball. So uh, there's there's more stuff coming, and we're really excited about it. So it'll just keep getting better. Now, one of the challenges when you have a big game like this, the question is, how are you going to keep up? Because this obviously will jump you to a next sphere of interest, but there's always so much time that you have to, to fulfill that desire before people move on to the next shiny thing. So how are you going to accomplish that? So again, it's a little bit different. We, like I said, it's been the success has been really good. We've, we've, we're booked out on our build schedule for quite a while. I would suggest now, if you're interested in a P3, jump in the the queue, and uh, because you know, as this goes on and then the future releases come out, the interest is just going to keep growing and growing and growing. So, but the idea is that on most of the games, that's absolutely true. You've got a small window where you've got to capitalize on all that. But like I said, Heist came out two years ago, right? We've got a ton of more people that are going to come into the system, want more value out of the system, are going to come back and buy high. So these games are going to continue to be valuable for the, the customers of this game, the customers of the next game, and the next game after that, as they see this stuff in our back catalog that they're like, yeah, this makes sense to add it to my library. So, you know, as we keep building, we're not sitting on our laurels, right? We're, we're starting work on future games right now. And we're really excited about what's in the pipeline. And I say this to somebody who's a huge Weird Al fan. And I, I, I was, it was, a, it was the highlight of my career to get, be able to work on this game. And I'm super excited about the stuff we got coming up. So that's awesome. Okay, so if someone wants to get a P3, what's the best way of getting it? Uh, you can, you can go to multimorphic.com. You can contact one of our distributors. We've got a website. We got a place on our website that has our distributors listed. Or you can just go to multimorphic.com. Uh, you put in a $2,000 deposit that locks your place in. Uh, we get you a build schedule, like when it's going to come. If that works for you, that's fine. You keep your deposit. If not, you can get refunded if it's if you don't want to wait that long. But then uh, you don't pay anything else until your machine is going on the line. And then we tell you what it is, and you can build it out at that time. You can decide to add whatever options. We'll have light speaker grills and the side uh, lighting kits and all these other options that you can add on at that time if you want to. Cause so it's like ordering a car. Like if I if, if I want chrome wheels and, uh, yeah. and a sense of candle in it, I can get that. Yeah, and you can also request the other play belts and stuff at that time to be they go out. And if you already got a P3 and you just want the game, get in line. And we've got we've got two lines going. We got a line that's just building the uh, the modules as well. So those that can. That's one of the advantages of this system is that we can build those faster and get those out faster. So, but the big limiting factor right now is just parts in the supply chain. So, like everybody. Like everybody, right? So that's why we've got, we've been extremely cautiously uh, cautious about how we've been scheduling everybody out. And I, I'll, I'll, as long as I've known Jerry in this business, he's never sold anything that anybody didn't get. He's never taking people's money and used it for anything other than building their machines and uh, you know this stuff will get it and he's built a reputation on under on over delivering and uh, under promising on these things so we'll, we'll see I think we feel good about the estimates we gave out for everybody but um, that's that's the idea you go and uh, yeah, multimorphic.com is where you can uh, put that order perfect well uh, we're in line and it looks like I'm about ready to, to play here this has been Steven Silver uh, with Multimorphic and P3 and uh, remind remind them again. What did you do on Weird Al? I'm the creative director for Weird Al. So, so he's the guy that made it fun. Yeah.
All right, Scott Lawson, Loser Kid Pinball here. We're with David Fix from American Pinball. David, you just finished your seminar. For those who couldn't make it to the Texas Pinball Festival, uh, what, what did you talk about and what's coming up? Well, we talked about some nice surprises. One of the biggest things was that Chris Franchi has signed on to do the art for our next game. So that's a big announcement there. Uh, Chris is a good friend, and we're excited to have him start working with us on some art projects and you know, showing the world what uh, true Chris Franchi artwork is uh, when it's not, um, let's put it this way, not by a license. So this is actually fresh art. You know, This is kind of like his interpretation of uh, some cool stuff. So we're excited about that. Uh, we also had a very nice uh, interview, uh, a talk with about our good friend Barry, who I'm happy to say that Barry, you know, he was the fastest designer. He got us our first, his first full design done to us. So it's kind of exciting that we're probably going to be showing that next year. Uh, we'll don't know what show we'll be at, but the, his game is in rotation to bring it out. So we're finally going to get to see a Barry Osler game. And he also worked with uh, Steve Bowden on rules, and so at least he was able to uh, engineer the groundwork and so that Steve can implement that. Is that correct? Absolutely. So when we brought Steve on, Barry was already working uh, quietly behind the scenes, as it were, and uh, it was just uh, bringing those two back as a tag team that they had worked on so many good uh, games from another company that we'll probably never see the light of day, and that was six games in three years. But six rule sets, so Steve was excited to work with Barry again and really get his input on what he wanted to design the game. Yeah, and, and at Expo, you actually you put an open casting call out for anybody who wants to design a homebrew and bring it up. Let, let's let's talk about the update. Have you heard much uh, much of uh, information from people, or do you you're still looking forward to Expo to see what people come and show up? I am, I'm still looking to see what coming to Expo. It's amazing the colleges that have reached out that are trying this. Uh, it's amazing I have some overseas people, some people. I mean, I'm just kind of excited for Expo. And I keep telling people, let's reach out to Expo or reach out to me at American Pinball. Let me know what's coming. And, uh, guys, listen, the, this is going to be an exciting year at Pinball Expo. I know it is. And just to see all these unbelievable designs from people. Um, there was one here even at Texas I was kind of impressed with, uh, the Elf game. Uh, so people are working diligently to work on games, and it's kind of excited to uh, see these games come to fruition. I mean, this is a, you know, I, I hate to say it, but our, our design crew of our pinball guys are getting much older. We need the new young blood, and I'm happy to see and promote the young blood that are coming to these shows and showing off these great games. Yeah. Now, you've been with American Pinball for how long now? It's a little over a year now. Yeah. And But you've been in the, in the industry, shall we say, for... Yeah, 30 years, yeah. yeah. So you, you, have, you have a wealth of knowledge to come upon. And so what are you seeing for the next couple of years of American Pinball? What can the community expect? Community can expect a, uh, some license titles. We're already working on that. We're working on some other surprises that, you know, we're going to keep doling out surprises over the course of this year of stuff that's coming. Uh, personnel, the people who are joining American, we have, can't tell you who is all joining American, but uh, the floodgates are open, and I'm still looking for people. So programmers, uh, mechanical engineers, electrical engineers, you know, if you guys are out there 
and you've been in the pinball industry and you've been on a hiatus for the last couple of years, you want to get back into it, give me a reach out to me. You know, this is this is this is a growing industry. We're we're growing by leaps and bounds. We're doing an awful lot also with a lot of colleges right now supporting pinball and education and that's a almost a whole new wing that Steve Bowden and I are working on to continue to promote this in colleges and so forth to to, to get new designers and new new kids into the into the industry. Yeah, and as someone who actually was a mechanical engineer in college, I totally appreciate that because we need people to reach out to those communities to actually get the projects out there. So that that's amazing. Um, so if if someone is looking for a job, how do they contact you? They can go to HRUSA at American Pinball. And all you have to do is send an email and a resume there, and we'll take care of the rest. All right, perfect. Thanks, Dave. We'll see you, well, throughout the summer, but definitely at Expo. Oh, absolutely. I'll be at more shows. There's a lot of shows. Uh, Midwest Gaming Classics right around the corner. We may have a surprise announcement there. Uh, we're going to have some other, you know, just stay tuned. American is growing, and uh, people here at Texas are loving Valhalla and Hot Wheels and are still asking. I couldn't believe it last night. There was five deep at midnight waiting to play Houdini, and it just tells you there's a lot of love for these games. So we're very excited for the, the entire company and where we're going. Okay, thanks, Dave. Okay, Scott Larson, Loser Kid Pinball Podcast here. Today we are with Rob Burke, who is down from Expo. And Rob, uh, what's your main job? My main job is I'm in the restaurant supply business, but pinball is really more fun. <laughs> but you also are heavily involved in the Chicago Expo, which I went to a few months ago. Well, that's my show, but yes, it is. And we're doing another show, number 38, believe it or not. It's going to be October 19th to 22nd in Schaumburg. We've got uh, 66,000 square feet of uh, vendor space, so uh, we're going to do our very best to fill it up, and hopefully, Scott, all your listeners will be there lined up to, to uh, join us. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so now, how, what differentiates you guys from the Texas Pinball Festival? Well, the one thing is we have the tour of the Stern Factory, so that's really special, very unique. It's something they don't offer just for anyone walking off the street. We have a lot of... Uh, Pinball artists and designers that come to our autograph session, which is which is also very special for people that want to see it. And um, we, there's a lot of similarities, no question about it. But it's, what's unique to me is you'll see people that come to our show that, that don't go to Texas, and vice versa. It's just I guess the uh, demographics of where the people live. And um, we have last year we had around 400 games. I'm not sure how many they got here, but uh, with Stern being there and, and Jersey Jack and, and in fact, everyone being there now, uh, American Pinball and uh, Chicago Gaming, all these guys are there, so they seem to bring out, they, they seem to clean out their closets because it's right there next door, right there in Chicago. So uh, we're very fortunate to have their support. And uh, now with Dave Fix, who used to be a Pinball Expo attendee, now with him working at uh, American Pinball, he's really stepped up that company's efforts, and they're producing games left and right. And as a matter of fact, you know, we have a home brew section, which is a very large section. That's another thing that we have at our show that's quite large, is the home brew section. But uh, American Pinball has offered any home brewers that uh, if they build a game that is picked as the best game at the show, um, there's a very good chance American Pinball will, will contact that person in hopes of building that game. So this is a very, very unique opportunity for the home brewers out there that, uh, now like Sonic, 
they, they were the best of show uh, last expo, and uh, they don't qualify, but anyone who's developed uh, a game in, in development or wants to do a game for the show and, and present it there to show, they could have their game built. Yeah, and the challenge with Sonic was mainly a license. It was a licensing crowd. Right, right. But uh, it's, these homebrew guys are really creating some great stuff, so it's a, it's a golden opportunity for someone to, to build a game. And uh, with a little bit of uh, luck and the votes from the people, as well as the Dave Fixes Nod, uh, he may choose it as a game that they will build if, if the person so desires to go to the next step. And how long have you been doing this? Since day one. This is uh, 38 years now, so it's, uh, you know, anyone that does these shows, it's a labor of love, let's face it. And for someone to uh, do the same show so long, especially Ed down here in Texas and some of the other guys, they know the amount of effort uh, you put into it and, and worrying about it and making sure everyone's having a good time. And it, it's just an endless um, project. It's, it's a year-round project, really, because after the show's over, you start thinking about next year. So uh, Ed's got a great following, and we hope Expo does as well. And, um, you know, the one thing you ask about what makes our show different, we get a lot of European uh, uh, attendees as well as European vendors that come to our show. So that makes it really cool as well to see some of these guys. So, um, Scott, start warming the car up and get ready because there will be a lot, of, a lot to offer this year. It sounds good. Okay, so if they want more information on the Expo, how do they find it? PinballExpo.com. All right. Thanks, Rob. Thank you. Okay, we are uh, with world number one, Raymond Davidson. Raymond, uh, sounds like you had a big day today. Yeah, man. The uh, classic tournament was good to me. <laughs> so uh, I hear you didn't finish, like, better than first. Is that correct? Yeah, you know, I, I, I could only get first. I couldn't do any better. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for everyone else who is completely unaware, Classics is super hard because you have to know all these random sets, but there's so much randomness in in the classic. But Raymond, you seem to find a way of making it easy. So, what what's your recommendation for people who are playing classic? I I would say try to boil them down to one shot or strategy and see how many times you can do that, and and have a plan. You know, if it's on this flipper, I'm I'm always shooting this, or if it's on this flipper, I'm always trying to pass it to the other flipper. And then just, you know, be vigilant, be aware, and then also don't try to get too cute. At some point, you just got to flip it away, you know? Yeah. No, sounds good. How, how are you doing in the main? Uh, qualified number one, so hopefully I can uh, do the finals as good as I did in classic. But either way, I'm already happy with uh, the results this weekend, so just gravy on top. Yeah, and, and uh, Raven's also one of the main coders on Rush, and the uh, new release just came out, 0.91, correct? Yeah, always be updating your code. You know, I love I love putting in more and more stuff into every release, and uh, I want to see everyone enjoying it. And it's so great seeing everybody play it and and just love it. And I'm so happy to be a part of it. Yeah, well, good luck, Ray. Thank you so much. This is the Loser Kid Pinball Podcast with world famous pinball artist extraordinaire Christopher Franchi and the Super Awesome Pinball Show. So, Chris, what's going on? Uh, hi, this is uh, Jeremy Packer. Chris couldn't make it. Well, uh, you know what? Your games are really selling really well. Yeah. That branch you got. Oh, what's up? You guys yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're a family, family-friendly podcast here. All right. Uh, yeah, no, it's actually Chris Branch. Having a great time. Good to see you guys. Good to see everybody else. Good to be back. It's been three years, and uh, I've been all smiles. It's been great to see everybody. Feeling the love. Having a great time. 
Yeah, it's good. So, uh, what, what do you got here at the booth today? Uh, well, let's see. Sold out of most everything, but uh, I've got uh, Jaws translates left. Sold all the Beetlejuice, Wonder Woman, a whole bunch of art prints. Yeah, it's like uh, I got a couple crumbs left. <laughs> there you go. Well, hey, there's there's still another day left, right? Uh, what to get rid of the crumbs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Put all the milk and cookies. That's where the crumbs go. That's right, exactly. And congratulations on the success of your show and your in, uh, industry award. Or is that what you won? Yeah, we got pinball industry last year. Yeah, awesome. Congrats. Yeah, great. So, uh, so what have you been up to? Uh, anything interesting that we should know about coming up? Uh, with with luck, two games coming out this year. One in October and one in November. That's all I can say. Okay. Two different companies, two different games. All right. Well, that that's pretty good. Yeah, uh, been working hard. Right. Uh, what, what else you been up to? Uh, bought a new house. Got a house with a fenced-in yard, so Barlow the pinball pup can run around, have a good time. So I've basically been moving, painting rooms, uh, re refurnishing. Uh, built a game room, you know, an arcade. I even got the official planet, Dayglow planet carpeting, you know, with the black lights and all that. And uh, that's about it. And just getting getting work done. No, always important. Always important. Thanks again, Chris. All right. Thank you, guys. Everybody have fun. All right. Loser Kid with Butch Peel. Uh, we're on the floor, so it's kind of loud. But, but, Butch, you had your little presentation today on Cactus Canyon. How'd that go? Uh, it was last night. Yeah, it went pretty well. It's on Twitch if anybody wants to watch it and anybody cares to. But, yeah, it went really well. I, I thought it was well-received. Yeah, I thought it was really good. You were talking about all the little things you guys did to upgrade Cactus Canyon because Cactus really wasn't a finished game. That's right, yeah. And, and when it wasn't finished, it wasn't finished in software. And then the hardware, we just added our thing, did our upgrading, more lights, more cool features, fixed those drop targets, which was a big pain. But, yeah, we're working a lot better now. Yeah, and there's a, there's a lot of stuff going on, too, especially with, a, with the topper upgrades. You were telling about different ways of keeping the, the topper from being uh, installed incorrectly because each one of those windows is different size. Uh, yeah, exactly. Little details. That's what it's really cool is Chicago gaming. You know, you can't you can't even assemble the topper wrong because everything's made just a little slightly different shape and size. So all, the, all those kind of details add up to, to a good quality game that lasts you a while and holds its value. Yeah, and even the mine thing and also you, you, uh, you upgraded the, uh, the train that's come across with the track. Oh yeah, that that original train was just like something vacuum formed styrene, you know, and so we made a die cast metal one that just gleams and shines. Really cool. Yeah. But it seems like there's been a lot of demand for that. Yeah, there is. And a lot, I had a lot of people after the seminar coming up and playing the game and, and really enjoying it and and yeah, giving it a chance and it's a, it's a fun game. It really is. Yeah, I know it's really good. It's really good to enter that to the collection. And it's one of the few ones where you're going to have an updated code that you can buy afterwards that uh, that was be being worked on with Lyman, Sharp, Lyman Sheets and Josh Sharp. Yep. Yeah, they, they did an extended code package that's going to have a, a new set of rules that will supplement the complete. Really? Yes, wow. really. That is so awesome. Uh, I can't wait to see it. When am I going to get my game? Woo! Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we're going to do an extended rules package that'll supplement what we have in the game now, and they'll it'll include a mech also, so it'll have rules that are tied in with a new mechanism. So it's kind of a kit. 
probably be available later this year, we're hoping. Okay, sounds good. We're all looking forward to it. We'll certainly have you on when it's available. Uh, hey, sounds like a plan, man. Okay, so uh, this is Scott and, uh, I was going to say Scott and Jeff. <laughs> take two. Okay, take two. Take two. Uh, hey, this is uh, Scott and Josh from Loser Kid Pinball Podcast. We are here with Ken Cromwell. He is the PR director of Jersey Jack Pinball. So we're touching base with him. How's the show been for you? That show is good. It's good seeing you guys here. Yeah. It's, it's been a long well. time, right? Since yeah. we get out, everybody's out at a show environment, uh, looking around, people smiling, playing pinball. Uh, it's, it's all it's something. My voice is cracking because I'm losing it. Uh, that's what it's all about. It's, it's a good time. So, so how has how has Guns N' Roses been released? You've had, you released it how long ago? Yeah, so Guns N' Roses released uh, October 5th of 2020. So it's been, it's been quite a long time. You know when you consider what you consider a game release schedule. Right. Uh, so we're ready to have another game here real soon. It's going to be exciting. You know, from a personal standpoint, to be able to market a new game is always exciting. Uh, and then just for the community that are anticipating another release. Have something coming is good. Uh, you heard Jack today in his seminar, still predicting that we could have two games out by the end of this year. And if you consider it right now, we're in May, uh, March. Uh, it'd be remarkable for us to have two games out at the end of the year. But I, but I can tell you from internal kind of inside look, I could see that actually being in the cards. Sure, but and since you guys have moved production now from, uh, you know, from New Jersey back to Illinois, right. so. Everything is going to be a little different now, but you and you moved during COVID, so that, that had to have been challenging. Yeah, I mean, it was a huge challenge. If you think about it, a lot of that probably played into some delays. I came in when the company was already kind of completing their move in April of 2020. And if you think about during COVID, being able to build a factory, get a new game on the line, have it be a huge seller, I mean, it's, it's quite a feat. I understand that, you know, everybody wants that next game, that next game, but considering the circumstances, supply chain, a pandemic, uh, I think everybody is proud of Jersey Jack, what we were able to accomplish. Yeah, it, it certainly has been a fantastic game, and I would argue, and you don't release numbers, but I would say it's probably the, the game I see most and probably the biggest seller, if I were guessing. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're right about the numbers, but I would, I can confidently say that this has been uh, a tremendous hit for Jersey Jack, 100%. You know, and with the advertisement, when GNR came out, you just killed it with the advertisement. Love the commercials and stuff like that. Are you looking to one-up yourself on this next release? Yeah, well, you know, it potentially could be a different approach to this kind of reveal. I don't want to get into redundancy where everybody knows what to expect, so the effort's going to be there. Um, we are working with the same company that we uh, had done the original promo for GNR with, with Element Studios. Uh, so we're always excited to work with them, and, and they're top-notch. So yeah, I would anticipate something that's going to be wowing. Yeah, and we talked we talked to Jacob in the seminar, and uh, Josh had asked that you have four designers now, and you guys have been releasing games every two years, so that's going to be stacked up. But yeah, just like you said, it seems like you guys are on on the cusp of being able to take it to that next level and having more releases. Yeah, I think it's important to understand in this instance with GNR going back to October of 2020, the game cycle for us wouldn't typically be 20 months. Jersey Jack Pinball right now, we're making the most amount of games on a daily basis than we've ever made since we started the company. And we've got two lines that are running. We can put two games on a line. We can keep GNR on a line while we're running a new release. We can have two new releases running simultaneously. So, I mean, it's, it's exciting. Well, it's certainly a luxury to have a game that's such a big seller to keep the lights on. Yeah, keep the lights on? Absolutely. We try to keep them on over there. It helps everybody out in the long run.
Well, when the world first met you, you were just a humble pinball podcaster. Yeah. What What would you tell someone wanting to get in the industry that might be, you know, just a humble media type for the pinball industry? I, I think it's a tremendous asset. It's almost like you've got a, a, a resume kind of built up. When you're able to establish good contacts in the community and you're able to gain respect to the community by respecting others, if you're looking to get into pinball, I, I think it does kind of pay dividends for you. That being said, I realize most people are probably not getting into creating content because they want to break into the industry side of things. But if you're interested in doing it, I would highly recommend looking into it. Um, it's very interesting when we come from you know podcasting and we make assumptions and we think what we know makes sense with companies. Uh, we're able to discuss these things. Speculation is always good. But it's also pretty shocking to get in on the other side and to really see what is going on and why decisions are being made and why some decisions are not being made, it'll, it'll blow your mind. It's, it's, it's pretty, pretty impressive. Yeah, that certainly makes sense. Well, we're certainly looking forward to it. When's the next show you're going to? Who's the next one? What's the next show you're going to? Oh, that's a good question. I'm not sure what the show schedule is looking like. Uh, okay, but either way, you're going to be at Expo this fall. Yeah, of course we'll be at Expo in the fall. I think we might be doing a show in Florida. And uh, other than that, I'm not sure what's left on the schedule. But I want you guys to come to Chicago, come out so we can get you a tour of the company. And, you know, if you want to take a tour of the factory, it's, it's fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'll love to do it. Hopefully it'll be a lot easier now with the, with the COVID stuff ramping yeah, yeah. down. Absolutely. And I want to congratulate you guys because I know you've established yourselves. Unbelievable podcast. you got all the big guys, all the big hitters coming on there. It's good hearing your banter. And uh, it's just nice to see the progression of the podcast. And you guys have not uh, fizzled out and gotten stressed out. So congratulations to you. I know you're presenting tonight at the Twippies too, right? Yes, we are. And honestly, that coming from you, Ken, that's a great honor. Like, honestly, looking up to what you did through Special special One Lit, it, 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 what you did was a very great accomplishment. I still look back to when you did the 24-hour charity. I don't know anyone else in the industry that would have done that. And you, you helped in, a, in an aspect of the, the, the hobby that needed to be helped. And it was awesome the people that you brought together to do that. And so with your, I don't want to say clout, but with your clout, it's really cool that you, you've complimented us and we both say about, oh, yeah, you know what? I, it means the world that you would say something like that to me. It really, really does. But feelings mutual, guys. Uh, the respect is on my end with you and I appreciate everything you guys do and keep it up. And then, uh, you know, at some point, quit your jobs and come work at a pinball company. <laughs> I'll <laughs> see what I can do. That's what you do. Right, be a good move for everybody involved here. Let's go. <laughs> This is Scott Larson from Loser Kid Pinball Co Podcast. Who am I with today? Dr. John. Dr. John from Down Under. With, with hardly any voice left from yelling at people all night in Texas. Oh. Hey, hey, how long did it take you to get here? Um, it took me an hour to fly to Sydney and then 16 hours to get here. The direct flight from Sydney to Dallas, which is good because otherwise it's about 31 hours if you go via LA. And what does it say that Ryan and Marty didn't show up? I can't say that word on your podcast. Oh. <laughs> no, Marty's busy building my Mermaid Edition Fathom at the moment. And Ryan's just a big girly sook. So. That's probably true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So what have you been up to? Um, basically playing lots of games. I've been increasing my collection with old and new. So I've got a new Guns N' Roses and I've got an old Genie. Um, and I've just ordered Weird Al. So that'll be here next year. Did you get the complete package with all the games? No, just Weird Al and Heist. Okay, but that is a fantastic game. We were just playing oh, it. I know. It's, I'm looking forward to it. I've always wanted a multi-morphic, and I've just been holding off, and now I think I've got the exact right time to jump in. Yeah, it, it, it seems like, too. It, it's a great game. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. 
Yeah, we, we were trying to play, would you rather buy this game? or the, And I would say Weird Al was bumping up to the top of most of them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Of all the new releases, it's the one I'm looking forward to getting the most. So. How many do you think are going to go down to Australia? Um, I asked Jerry that. He said, I don't know if I'm going to say numbers. He said there's been at least 10 ordered. So we'll have another 10. Hey, it's still building up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, there's already, I know one location near me has one on location. It was a Lexi Lightspeed. But, um, yeah, so there's a few coming down, and there'll be a few more. He's had a lot of um, orders coming already, and I think he's actually starting to look for a distributor. Because oh. people like to buy from a distributor locally if there's issues or whatever, rather than get it sent all the way over and then have to send back stuff. Mm -hmm. So having a distributor makes sense. So hopefully that'll be happening soon too. So are we going to see you stream it? Okay, of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'll even try to talk Emily to playing with me, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, she's probably better than both of us right now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, she's just started university, so the pinball's on a, on a back burner for probably about six months. And then we have the big Brisbane Masters tournament coming when is in, that? July, in July in Brisbane. And we'll have Escher coming over for that. And Ryan from Comet Pinball's coming over. And we've had Bowen and Colin Urban there before, but we're hoping to encourage as many people as possible to make the little trip. Okay, uh, if they want to come over, how do they get get a hold of that information? If they either contact me, <laughs> how would they do that? <laughs> Just look up John Cosson on Facebook. Okay, um, they can do that. Or the official website is BPAC. B P A C is my accent terrible. That's it fine. stands for Brisbane Pinball and Arcade Collective um, on Facebook. All right, that'll link you to the tournament organisers. Okay, good luck playing home. Thanks, mate. You have a good one. I hope you found those interviews awesome. It was fun to listen to. If you want to get a hold of us, we are loserkidpinballpodcast at gmail.com. Look for us on the socials at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at loserkidpinball. Same with Twitch. I will see you probably next week. Kind of weird that we're dropping an episode in between the two weeks. I hope you're enjoying the content, and we hope to hear from you soon.